If you have a child with type 1 diabetes, whether they were diagnosed five days ago or five years ago, you continue to have questions. These are the questions about the emotional side of living with diabetes, the questions about how to parent diabetes. I'm Joanne Robb, a psychotherapist and fellow T1D mom, and I've been parenting diabetes for almost 15 years. In this podcast, I'm here to answer your questions about the emotional and relational challenges that come with being a caregiver for a child with type 1 diabetes. Before we dive in, I have to remind you that I'm not a doctor and nothing that I offer here should be considered medical advice. If you want to make any changes to the way you or your child is managing their type 1, please be sure to check in with your doctor or medical team. Let's get started. Hey, Joanne. Thanks for all the work you do. My name's Spencer. My little one, Claire, is five years old. She's just entering kindergarten and she was diagnosed at two, three years ago. She's on a Dexcom and a CGM. And as we've been moving her to kindergarten, I've just had some questions about how to navigate diabetes with her friend group. This is, of course, something that she hasn't had to interact with before being at home for the first five years of her life. And I'm trying to figure out how to engage her friends around her diabetes, or at least get them to understand in some way what's going on with it. Great question, Spencer. Can I back up a second? You said uh, she's on a Dexcom and a CGM. Uh I assume you meant a Dexcom and a pump. Is that right? Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. An Uh Omnipod. An Omnipod. Okay, great. Yeah, this is a really good question because she's finally starting school, like for real. And she has a peer group and you're wanting her peers to understand what's happening for her, which makes complete sense. I think it's a great idea to go into school and do a little, you know, arrange with the teacher to do a circle time about your child's diabetes. So there are a few books that are about this. One of them from back when my son, who's now 23, was first diagnosed is called Eddie's Tale. And I have a feeling that that one is no longer being published. So you might have to hunt it down. There's another book on the market that I don't love as much called uh, Taking Diabetes to School. But in that one, it has some pretty old language about diabetes. At the same time, it has reasonable pictures. So if you wanted to make up your own story with the photos, with the, sorry, with the not photos, the drawings of that book, I think that that could work pretty well. You know, so you want to tell a story about a little kid with diabetes. I think reading a book is a great idea. If you don't like either of those books or you can't find Eddie's Tale, I think that's fine too. But I would do it as show and tell, right? That's why I asked about your daughter's pump. Because I think that mostly at five, kids think the technology is kind of cool. And so you get to have her show off the technology. So if she is conscious about her body in certain ways, you know, that could affect it. Like if she's wearing her pump on her leg or her upper rear, she might not want to show it. But if it's on the back of her arm, she might feel comfortable showing it, right? If her CGM is also on the back of her arm, I don't know where she wears everything. But then she gets to show it and she gets to show how it works with the phone and all the arrows. And the other thing I think is fun to do is to share her low supplies, right? So when my son was little, we gave everyone a glucose tablet so they, cause they didn't know what that tasted like. Um, I don't know. What does your daughter have for low supplies? She uses glucose tablets or sometimes gummy bears. Uh huh. So she could hand out to everybody a glucose tablet and a gummy bear, right? So that they know that this is her medicine and they get to taste it too. And I would just do a really short explanation. Like 
Claire has diabetes. And what that means is that her body sometimes needs extra sugar and sometimes it needs something called insulin, which keeps her body stable and keeps her safe, right? Easy, easy language. And she wears these special things on her. Look at this cool pump. Look at this cool CGM. However, you want to show and tell it. And if she's comfortable, she gets to be the center of the show in some way. I don't know. Is your daughter somebody who would be open to that? I think so. She doesn't normally talk about diabetes on her own, but I think in a more structured environment, she would be willing to, and it would be exciting for her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I wouldn't expect that at five, she would talk about diabetes on her own. That would be a big expectation. But I think the idea is like, would she be comfortable sharing this with her new friend community? And I actually think that role modeling for her that you do talk about it in the new community is excellent. This is one of the good things about having a kid be diagnosed this young is that you have the opportunity to model for her how this is not something that needs to be hidden. Because kids who are diagnosed later often can feel like there's something to hide. So tell me, Spencer, how does that land? I think that makes sense. I Those are all super helpful suggestions. I think the one thing that feels confusing to me and that I wonder if I should address in a different way or I should address more directly is I think a lot of Claire's peers feel that she is getting some sort of special treatment for diabetes. She mm -hmm. gets guy there's in class. She gets mm -hmm. you know a special person to come in and talk with her. Is that something that I incorporate into the presentation or is that something that I just, you know, leave be and, and hope the presentation deals with that aspect too? That's a great question. I don't think you need to address it like Claire gets all these special privileges, but I think that talking about it in terms of Claire needs these things so her body can stay healthy. And sometimes she has to have shots, right? Because she needs this special medicine called insulin and that some of the shots come through her pump. And sometimes she even needs shots with a needle. And sometimes she needs medicine, which for her is glucose tablets and gummy bears, right? And she needs some extra help and support because of that. And over time, what I think you'll find is her peer group will be some of that extra support. So you'll be doing a presentation like this, I would say every year until she hits a certain age, maybe fourth, fifth grade, when that will peter off. But her peers will know and they will learn over time. They'll see what she goes through. So it's a great education for them as well, like a sensitivity training almost. So I don't think that you're going to need to call out that she gets special privileges. It will be obvious, but mm -hmm. it's you're tying it all together as part of the condition, part of what diabetes requires. Does that make sense? That's great. Thanks, Joanne. Thanks, Spencer, for coming on. We're going to take a quick break and be back with more answers. We're going to take a quick break and be back with more answers. Right now, your child's type 1 diagnosis feels like the biggest blow ever. You feel worried for their health and watchful all the time of pretty much everything, blood sugar, food, exercise. If your child was diagnosed in the last year and you want to get back to the calm and sturdy parent you were before diagnosis, the place to start is with Sweet Talks After Diagnosis coaching program designed just for parents like you by me, a fellow T1D mom and experienced therapist and diabetes coach. After Diagnosis will help you find a faster path to calm. When you're doing better with diabetes, your child will do better too. To find out more, go to diabetessweettalk.courses. To follow up on the last question, I'm here today with Tamar, who is a mom of two, 
one of whom has type 1 diabetes. Her daughter was diagnosed almost 14 years ago. Coincidentally, on the exact same day, my son was diagnosed, which made us lifelong necessary friends. Um, And her daughter was diagnosed at eight and is now 22 and thriving. And I have Tamar here because someone wrote in a question. So Tamar is going to read that question. And then I'm going to work on answering it with Tamar's help because she's also an experienced type one mom and has some wonderful thoughts to add, I think, to the conversation. Thank you, Joanne. I'm happy to be here with you. I can certainly relate to this question. My daughter was diagnosed in third grade, but this question to uh, this person asks, my first grader was recently diagnosed with diabetes, but is super shy and doesn't want to be to do a presentation in class so other kids can understand what he's going through. I feel like it's important for him to tell everyone about it, since it's clear everyone needs to know what's going on for him to keep him safe. What do you think I should do? Do a presentation without him? Wonderful. It's such a common concern about letting people in school communities and our kids' communities know what's going on for them. The first thought I have is actually an idea that someone else gave me, that there are some kids who don't want to do a whole presentation and read the book and show their Dexcom and hand out glucose tablets in their classroom, but they might be willing to communicate with their peers in a different way. And so someone had suggested at one point to me in a listserv community that I'm part of that a child could do a video that gets presented to the class, either in class or not in class, right? So that the child who's feeling so shy doesn't have to be present when it's going, but either one of those options could be a way that that child could be involved in their own educational process of their peers. But the part that I wanted to think more about from that email was the part that it says everyone needs to know in order to keep him safe. And I wanted to think with you, Tamar, a little bit about your reaction to that, because my reaction is a big question mark. I definitely think that the adults need to know to keep him safe, right? His teacher, Mm -hmm. his teacher aide, the administration, he needs his 504, whatever it is. But I really question whether it is necessary for the other children to know. And I wanted to see what you thought about that as well. Yeah, I have a big question mark around that, too. I think, you know, when kids are older, later middle school, high school, definitely having peers know can really help in terms of safety. But I think when they're young, up until about probably fifth or sixth grade, I don't know that kids need to know in order to keep the child with diabetes safe. I don't mm-hmm. think we can really expect kids that young to know what to do in case of an emergency. Yeah. They may be, there might be the one very precocious child who will notice that your child is acting weird and weird a little and go and tell the yard duty person. But I would say that is really, you know, The minority of children will be that astute Mm -hmm. to notice when your child is acting weird because of potentially having a low. So again, I think it's very important for yard duty and all the adults at school to know, have a picture, understand the symptoms, know how to use glucagon or better devices we have today like GVOC. But I don't know if it's that important for kids to know Mm -hmm. and be part of the safety. I agree with that. And I think that this parent who wrote this question in is coming from an anxious place, which makes sense to me, right? And the anxiety isn't only about safety. The anxiety is about feeling like we want our children to feel comfortable and safe saying who they are and what they're grappling with in their lives. And if they're, I'm putting this in quotes, if they're hiding their diabetes, then that feels bad to us as parents. And I believe that each child needs to kind of come out of the chrysalis around this at their own rate and their own pace. And in first grade, this child may or may not 
be willing to share, you know, it might just be straight up shyness, but it might be that they're just not ready to share so much. And so to push too far is seems unnecessary at this point. Yeah, I completely agree. I think if you see that your child is hiding their diabetes long term, and that is affecting their confidence, their mental health, their ability to manage their diabetes outside of the home, then that's an issue. But this is a newly diagnosed first grader. Like mm-hmm. They have everything. The world is so big to them already. And then you add this and it's like, I just want to keep this one thing private. You know, I'll put in my usual plug for camp. If after going to camp, they're still as shy about it, maybe another camp. Mm-hmm. But I think they need, like you say, to come out of their chrysalis in their own time and feel comfortable in embracing diabetes. Mm-hmm. And that's not something you can expect a kid to do overnight. Mm-hmm. And then to be proud of it and share it. Yeah, lovely. I love the way you're saying that. You're also raising another question, which is what do we do if our child continues to be somebody who is hiding their diabetes? And I want to just briefly, you know, take a detour to address that a little bit. I like what you just said, like applauding the steps they take as they come out of their chrysalis. So if you have a child who's feeling particularly shy, but they tell one friend, maybe they tell another friend. And when they go to middle school, they make friends with somebody and they're able to tell those people, you know, that person or those people, that group. I think that that's really what they are needing. And so applauding each one of those things, validating that they might feel a little shy if that's what you think it is. And I also think, I love that you said camp. I think I talk about diabetes camp in almost every episode. (laughs) I think the point of that, the reason for that is the sense of community. And I think one of the beautiful things about camp is everybody's got diabetes. So everybody's out with diabetes. And there are, most of the counselors also often have diabetes. So you have these lovely 20-year-olds who are functioning, who you trust to leave your child with. And your child has a superhero who they're in the care of, who happens to also have all the devices. And it normalizes it. Camp, totally. you know, it, it just normalizes it. And, yeah, and absolutely. It seems cool to that yeah, point. Absolutely. So one other thought I had is if you do have the child who isn't willing to do the presentation, either make the video or share the glucose tablets or whatever it is, the further question that arises from this is the obvious problem or the obvious dilemma that the child is going to get asked if they're wearing technology or if they're going to get shots, if they have to prick their finger in class, whatever it is, someone's going to ask. And so my recommendation there is to ask your child, like, how are you going to feel when that happens and help them navigate their way to some language that helps them respond to the questions that come up. And I wonder how you've navigated that with your daughter. Yeah, I was just realizing one of the things we used to say is, she was asked why she has a phone. She would say so that the president can get a hold of me anytime. <laughs> and then, you know, if they asked her what her pump is, she would say it's my bionic pancreas. So for her humor work, I remember when she was moving from elementary school to middle school and she was like, oh, now I have to explain diabetes to everyone all over again. And I said, you know, there's only going to be a small subset of kids mm-hmm. who are going to ask you what these devices are and what are you doing? and what does it all mean? And those who care enough to ask are going to care enough to be your friends. Lovely. Those are going to be your friends. So I would prepare your child for that. Hopefully that's true. And then and role play with them how they will answer, whether mm-hmm. it's with humor or serious mm-hmm. or, you know, what the explanation will be. And just explain, have the opportunity to, to talk through it and get that practice in doing it. 
Yeah, lovely. I like that. This actually just happened to my daughter who just started high school. Someone said, what's that? And she said, I have type 1 diabetes. And he said, oh. And she said, do you even know what that is? And he said, yes. And she was so excited that he knew. So it was this lovely moment that his question really did come from a caring place. Like it came from, you know, from some knowledge base that obviously is unlikely to happen in first grade. But I agree with you. I think role-playing language, and it could really be as simple as I have type 1 diabetes. Kids are unlikely to ask further. I have type 1 diabetes. I have to wear this. That's it. I like the humor. I like that your daughter was going to be called in by the president. And you know, I mean, there are people in the public sphere who have type 1. There's Nick Jonas. There's basketball Mm -hmm. players. There's Mm -hmm. baseball players. Kids may know, maybe not personally, but they may know of people with type Mm -hmm. 1 and have had some exposure to it. And might think it's cool. Wow, you have type one like Nick Jonas. So you never know when kids ask where they're coming from. That's a good point. Anything else you are thinking of, Tamar, to answer this question? I'll add that when Tia was diagnosed, one of the things I talked to her about as she was going back to school was that most kids have something in their life that they're not happy about and that they're dealing with. One kid may have glasses. One kid's parents might be going through a divorce. One kid may have food allergies. Almost everyone's got something they're dealing with. And again, not to force anyone to share, but by sharing your own when you're comfortable allows children to free other children to A, show compassion and empathy and might actually help them come out of their cocoon if they're mm-hmm. hiding something. That's lovely. I think, I think what I'm really appreciating about everything you're saying that I want to acknowledge that might be different in some school settings is that you're making an assumption that the questions and the responses to diabetes come from a place of caring, right? That the children are using it as an opportunity to build community and build safety with each other. And that the children who are asking have curiosity that comes and arises from caring. And I actually think that's largely true and lovely. And I want to name that it is possible that our young children could get into situations with other kids or people who are not coming from a place of caring. And those are situations I believe that need to be, we turn the volume up on those, right? Those are situations, especially in elementary school, where we're talking to school faculty, teachers, administrators about what is the situation there that's creating essentially a bullying environment. This isn't about that exactly, but I just want to give a flag to that, right? Mostly when kids are asking, they're just curious. They're just being kids and they want to understand who's in their community and what's going on for them. Yes. And we obviously hope that will never be the situation. But like you say, we do have to be aware of it and flag it. We both try to be proactive, but certainly be reactive as soon as we hear of anything like that happening. Yeah, absolutely. Our job as parents is to advocate for our kids. Yes. Something like that happens. Absolutely. Well, Tamar, thank you so much for talking through the answer to this question with me. I really appreciate you being on the show with me to help flesh this out. And I hope to see you again here soon. Thank you so much, Joanne. Always a pleasure. You can count carbs by just glancing at the plate, but the challenges of diabetes keep coming, especially the ones that keep you on edge. If you want to feel more in control about the choices you make around diabetes management and learn how to think more flexibly about your kid's T1D, Sweet Talk's Put Diabetes in Its Place coaching course is for you. Check it out at www.diabetessweettalk.courses. Thank you. 
Thanks again for listening today. If you want answers to your questions about parenting a kid with type 1, I'd like to invite you to join our live recording sessions so you can ask your questions in person. Not only will you get the support you need and deserve, but through the podcast, you'll be helping other T1D parents to know that they're not alone with the challenges they're facing. To join one of my live recording sessions, simply go to www.diabetessweettalk.com and click the banner at the top of the page to register. Again, go to www.diabetessweettalk.com and click the banner at the top of the page to register. 